Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. When you love meat, you find a way to take it with you everywhere you go, especially when it comes to getting outdoors. That's why Smithfield has so many high-quality, delicious meats that are perfect for any outdoor adventure. Whether the park you're headed to is a national park or just the one down the street, like Smithfield marinated roasted garlic and cracked black pepper fresh pork tenderloin, expertly seasoned for on-the-go flavor, or prime fresh smoked ham that'll have you building on-the-go sandwiches packed with flavor. Smithfield Extra Meaty Back Ribs bring hand-selected perfection to the backyard, and Smithfield Anytime Favorites will help you take the ham you savor to the places you love. From diced ham that'll turn any picnic into an outdoor feast, to hickory smoked boneless ham steaks that are the perfect cap to any hike. The great outdoors just got greater with Smithfield. For the love of meat. Everybody, welcome to another episode of the Nomad Strength Show. Today, man, I'm so pumped for today's episode. We've got a friend of mine, Corey Bell, Coach Corey Bell, and uh, this is a conversation that I've been really looking forward to having for several weeks now since we kind of started talking a little bit more via Instagram, and I've been following him for a few months, and he's got a very awesome holistic sort of fringe view of some of these things in health and performance that he's actually testing out a lot with his athletes uh, he works at the youth level with and some of this stuff is just so cool to me so I'm really excited to get you guys this episode because I'm going to be honest with you I don't do the whole note-taking thing while I'm recording an interview with somebody very often but I literally was taking pages of notes while I was talking to Corey during this conversation and so uh, I'm going to recommend you now before you get into this episode get a notebook and a piece of uh, or get a notebook piece of paper uh, writing utensil of some kind and be ready to take some notes because there's some awesome stuff in this episode we're talking about frequencies and how different frequencies that we hear affect different aspects of our health and this sounds like some crazy like witch magic kind of stuff but this is actually something that is very scientifically based even though it also goes back you know hundreds and a couple thousand years of, of cultures and uh it's just such a fascinating conversation to see what he's doing and how he's still very early into this uh, this whole world of stuff. And so the things that he's finding out and the results that he's getting from it are awesome. So I'm telling you right now, after we had this conversation, I started messing around with some of this stuff. And I could legitimately feel a couple of things going on uh, listening to some of these frequencies. I haven't given it enough time to really dive in yet, but this is something I'm definitely interested in experimenting more with in my own stuff. And so... This is a really fun conversation. Corey's a wonderful communicator of this stuff, and so I'm really excited to bring you guys this episode today. Go follow him, check him out. Uh, before we get into the episode, 
couple of things uh want to make sure you guys know as always go check out wild rivers coffee co and uh get some awesome home roasted local here in the united states i guess i can't, can't say local to me i'm in idaho but uh in the united states roasted and uh awesome organization awesome people that run it and they help donate parts of their proceeds to wildlife conservation which you know we're all about the outdoors on this show so that that's why i love these guys so much and then finally um we have a new Patreon account. If you haven't caught the episode the other day, I go into depth about what the new Patreon account uh, or Patreon page is about, why we why we decided to start one for the podcast. And if you want to support the show with your dollars, um, we're going to deliver some extra content. And it's going to include a whole new podcast episode each week called Unplugged and a bunch of extra things, some merch, some uh, a Discord channel to have some private communication with me and with the other people that are uh, patrons of the show. And it's just a cool way to connect with you guys and say thank you for supporting the show with your dollars so go check that out that link is going to be in the bio as well so without further ado let's dive into the episode with my man coach Corey bell all right we are live now with my man Corey bell how you doing brother i'm doing great man thanks for having me i'm happy to be here yeah we and you have had uh i guess it's just been a couple of months you and i have gone back and forth a little bit um in on in the dms and i think it was uh i think it was my buddy jared who uh shared something of yours the first time jared myatt shared something yours the first time and that's how we we found your page um but i can't remember what it was the first one you said but it was one of your just pin emoji hot takes and i'm just like there we go (laughs) i'm in (laughs) So, (laughs) so i love it so i've been wanting to talk to you for a while and then especially um with all of this stuff that you've been working on lately with frequency uh frequency training and setup and stuff which i just find like awesome and fascinating so i'm wanting to really hopefully get into some of the weeds on that stuff with you today um but you're moving you're in a new we were just talking a little bit about your new position uh strength strength coach in texas now and uh how did the whole strength thing kind of come into your life like when did this become the route you wanted to pursue yeah, man. So, you know, it's, it's, it's funny because everything is everything is kind of inside you, but you have no idea what it's going to grow into. Um, and this definitely grew from me working at 24 Hour Fitness, LA Fitness, you know, probably 10 years ago. Yeah. That whole membership sales route and all that. And so I was kind of wrapped in fitness for a while and then uh, uh, made a life change and, and moved to Ohio. And my mom is originally from Ohio. So I was born and raised a Buckeye in California. And um, so I uh, got to Ohio State, and uh, I was working as a personal trainer at the rec center mm-hmm. under a lady named, by the name of Alicia Israel. Shout out to her. And um, football strength clinic had a, it was football strength conditioning had a clinic going on, and I showed up and um, met uh, Phil Matus there, and that's kind of when I got immersed uh, into the strength strength conditioning community. And yeah. anybody knows um, Coach Mick and and how they get down at Ohio State. There's no there's no being just walking into it. You get thrown in the fire. <laughs> so I got thrown in the fire and put my head underwater. But um, that was my first. Uh, that was my first time um, uh, being involved in this. And as an intern in 2000, 2017, went to the Cotton Bowl that year. I was around a lot of great athletes and was there for a couple of years and working with a few other sports, um, track and field and fencing predominantly. Um, and uh, when Jeff Halfley got the call to BC, I went with Phil Matus to Boston College. And um, left there. A lot of people know my story in that transition. And um, was at New Mexico Military Institute last year, where we won a national championship in football. Um, volleyball were, were runner-ups in the national championship game as well. 
Um, worked with a guy, uh, one of my closest friends now, I call him a friend, Danny Ford. That's my dog there. And, um, and, and yeah, man, here I am. You know, like I was just yeah. telling you, they, they, this is a new position. They poured a lot of money into athletics, and this is a very uh, high-tradition uh, sports program, especially football program here in the state of Texas. And um, I plan on seeing everybody in Dallas with the, yeah. with the state championship in, in, in December, dog. So, so and, you were, and you were saying it's the, it's the winningest by percentage? In Texas, yeah, in yeah, now. yep, That's yep. Awesome. So I mean, everybody thinks of uh, you know Friday Night Lights and, and Odessa Permian and all that. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people don't understand. We have the highest winning percentage in the state of Texas, and this it's at eighty point three percent all time. Jeez. So um, yeah, so That's we get wild. down, we get down down here in the south. What's this, <laughs> what's the size of those programs in terms of like student population size? Yeah, so student population, I was here in 2008 because I graduated from here. It was around um, 1,100. Okay. We're down to uh, around 650 now, but we still play 4A football just because of the, the type of athletes that we got. Yeah. Um, so, so and, then, cool. and then the state of Texas bracketing is just it's crazy now. You go all the way up to 6A yeah. uh, with two divisions. So it's pretty, it's pretty nuts down here, but we, we put out great athletes, great kids. A lot of people came to school, and so we're looking forward to the season. That's awesome. The uh, yeah. the whole concept of I mean people just kind of use it as a joke and you talk about like Friday Night Lights or whatever but football in Texas yeah. is like its own economy and at the high school yes. level like it it really kind of is like a, it's a minor league to college essentially you know what I mean like with the oh, amount oh, of no the amount of money that gets put into it. I mean I would even argue that probably some of the bigger schools that are at the high school level are more well funded and put together than some of the smaller colleges in the country you know what I mean yes. Yes, and I and I add on to that. When I was playing here, um, uh, some my, so these away games. I'm going to share this quick story. These away games. We we're, were going to a playoff game somewhere in I don't know where it was at uh, Huntsville or something, and my mom had stopped for uh, lunch with my with my uh, godbrother, and somebody saw that she had a, a West Orange Stark shirt on, and they asked, "Oh, oh is you, are you a fan? Who's your?" So my son is Corey Bell. She went to go pay the bill. The bill they are they had already paid the bill for. <laughs> Oh my gosh! <laughs> so that that brings it to a little context of like what we're right. dealing with, man. Like it's like it's, it's uh, not, not blowing smoke. Yes, yes, it really. I mean, That's you know, crazy. kids here are still asking for for autographs after the game, and we're talking high school. Like little kids are asking high schoolers for autographs. Can I get your gloves? Can you throw me this? Can you throw me that? So it's it's, it's a different mindset. A lot of people don't understand it unless you're involved in it. Mm-hmm. And coming from California. Um, I had no idea. This was when Friday Night Lights had just came out right before we, we yeah. moved across the across the country. Yeah. And I was like, man, Mom, I, I sure would love to play in that. And a year later, I was. And once awesome. again, I got immersed in, in thrown, thrown into the water and baptized out here. <laughs> right. But it worked, it worked out. It worked out great, bro. It worked that's, out great. That's too funny. Because up here in the Northwest, like, yeah. uh, you know, we have such small. And I don't even know if they, if they would have a division that small. In, in Texas, but they might in some of the more remote places. But in Idaho, we've got like eight man football division. And yeah. uh, in Montana, where I played in college, there's a six man division in Montana wow. because some of the, like, yeah. I mean, it's three linemen, a quarterback, a uh, running back, mm-hmm. and a receiver. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's like, yeah, yeah. It's, they, it's got, like, they, got, they got a division like that in Texas. It's awesome. I mean, the scores are like 85 yeah. to 70 something because there's nobody on the field. Like, you just turn a corner yeah. and there's nobody touching you. But it's crazy. It's basically a seven on seven tournament. It really is. <laughs> it, it really yeah. is. But it's crazy to yeah. see just the differences and how, uh, how those things are treated in different parts of the country. And like I said, you always hear all the. Uh, you know, high school football in Texas stories, yeah. right? Like the one that you just shared. But um, yeah. it's always fun to hear that kind of stuff. So when you're tra- getting into this 
switch of uh, now I'm going to pursue the strength coach route. Like, was there mm-hmm. a moment because a lot of the stuff that uh, that I've seen you post and, and you and I talk about kind of veers away from yeah. what it would be considered like the traditional strength conditioning outlook on stuff, especially in a team sport, especially like for football type stuff. You're working some things that are kind of on the fringe or maybe beyond the fringe on some of this yeah. stuff. So what was that interest like? What what brought you over to wanting to explore some of those things? Yeah, I would, I would probably say, you know, I, I look up to people like uh, Charles Poliquin, mm-hmm. um, a lot of Eastern Eastern medicine, uh, holistic subjects. Like, that's my type of thing. Yeah. You know, if, if, if I were to, to get in the profession and just carry the same conversation that's been carried on for the last 60 years in American strength conditioning, you know, even Louis Simmons. Louis Simmons talked about Soviet programming more than he ever talked. He said the Westerners were doing it wrong. Yeah. And, um, and so that's where my mind's kind of been. And I've always just... I give this example, you know, take, take, a, take a monk for, uh, for instance, he's meditating, right? He may breathe like three times within a minute. Yeah. So, and then we're so wrapped up in sports science and HRV and that type of stuff. We're not even getting back to what they've been doing for centuries, for thousands of years. Yeah. And so I'm just wrapped up in, okay, how did Roman soldiers march for 20 miles a day? every single day, you know, and, and, and still recover and able to do that over and over again. And so I'm, I was kind of a history buff uh, as a kid growing up, and that's kind of sparked my interest and in, in that type of things, those type of things. Um, so, yeah, man, that's, that's kind of where my head's been at. And then also, too, I'm kind of a rebel. You see what I post? <laughs> yeah. so, not so, afraid to say the so thing. Any, yeah, yeah, not at all, man. And so anything that, that, goes, uh, that goes against the grain, I'm kind of interested in. And... Um, and so yeah, I even take that into the profession. So, do you get any pushback on that kind of stuff from yeah, I do kind of people within because you know, in the in the team sport world of stuff, it, it mm-hmm. there's a very specific kind of like in crowd. You know what I mean? Yep. And so yep. it, it seems like some of the things that you would post, you'd be like, oh no, you you, you don't say that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Have you experienced yeah. any of that? Yeah, for sure, man. And and and. I would say that's why I'm probably never going to be at a power five again. Cause yeah. I just, I don't like living my life on my knees, you know, uh, conference this year, you know, I saw my buddies, I saw Jared, um, and a lot of other people, uh, within our circle and whatnot. And it was yeah. great to have conversations, but you know what, I'm going to go ahead and say this. There's a lot of fanboys in our community, man, mm-hmm. a lot of fanboys and a lot of fan girls. And, and, um, uh, some of the people that are walking around and just how they interact with these people like, that's just, that's just not me. Yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not nobody's yes, man. I'm not. Yeah. And um, that's not how my mom raised me. And that's not how I'm not going to be. Um, as far as pushback, you know, it's, it's, it's funny. There was one person I used to work with and uh, some of the things that I say on social media and whatnot, this person refused to even look at me and acknowledge me. But that's okay. You know, that, that's the type of stuff. That's the type of stuff that I get. You know, it's kind of like, uh, I don't know if you've seen that video at the Source Awards when uh, uh, Snoop Dogg was up there. He's like, East Coast don't mess with the West Coast. That's how I feel walking through a conference, man. <laughs> That's how I felt. That's how I felt. I was on that. I was on that level. So uh, it's oh, all good. It's funny. all good. I get pushback, but I, I know I'm. I'm living. Uh, uh, what's inside of me? You know, I'm living with with my character, and that's all I need. Yeah, and which is, I mean, oh man, it's annoying that that isn't more common. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. that that way of carrying oneself, like. I, yeah. I would prefer that to be the norm more than the outlier, but it's yes. way easier to be over here in a group, like when everybody is thinking kind of similarly. And, you know, like, and this is yeah. the perfect example. I mean, like some of the stuff that we've seen over the last few years specifically, like it's yes. way more comfortable to be in the majority of stuff 
you know, and mm. and not have thoughts challenged or, you know, it's easy to throw the rocks from when you've got, you know, all the people next to you. Yeah. And so yes. it, it's it would seem like it's not because most people would think like oh, strength and conditioning, coaching, that kind of stuff like what, mm-hmm. you're ruffling feathers. But like what is so what? You know what I mean? But like you're, yeah. we're talking about performance of because you're working with kids you know, youth athletes and, and mm-hmm. instilling all of these habits and all of these protocols and all this stuff at a super young age. I mean, like this is some of the most important work that I believe exists is doing these yes. things with, with youth athletes and having them carry these habits for life. I mean, yes, they're athletes, yeah. right? But that's going to, that's going to end. And then, and then yeah. what? And so I think that's where some of this holistic approach that you're doing, mm-hmm. I really love because like I've been super into um, like breathwork practices and yep. uh, like I, th- I started doing uh, the f- when I started getting into like the Wim Hof stuff which was the first like kind of entry point which I think that's mm-hmm. a lot of people's entry point into getting some of the breathwork stuff um, it was after I heard him the first time on Tim Ferriss's podcast and this was back in like 2014 and that was like yeah. when I started getting into like oh there's there's more than just like clanging and banging weights you know, like there's mm-hmm. there's all these other aspects of this. And so I went deep into the breathwork protocols. And then from there you get into the cold exposure, the heat exposure, like all this kind of stuff. And then um, even through starting this podcast, getting to talk to people, a good buddy of mine, Rob, uh, call him the grounded athlete. He, mm-hmm. he makes uh, these unreal sandals that are grounding sandals that he that he oh, hand wow. he handcrafts every single pair that gets ordered. Uh, it's okay. they've got uh, I believe it's copper and silver pin in the bottom that goes through the the strap around them and they have like kind of that old Greek look to the sandal themselves yeah. which they're awesome yeah um, but his right. his he's a researcher as well and so he's deep into how grounding is like why we all should be doing it basically all day long yeah. and we're completely removed from that so I mean there's all yes. of these other aspects that like most people w- like don't even consider as real things. And so yeah. recently when you started getting in like all of these frequency things, I've been super interested in that because I would say, I would say maybe a year ago that like I, I just had this, found this app and this website that I use while I work called brain FM. And okay. uh, it does like binaural beats and stuff where they, mm-hmm. they do some of that stuff over the top of like some lo-fi uh lo-fi music but they they do these like binaural beats of different frequencies and stuff that will help with levels of focus or there's a sleep one or there's like a creativity type one which all that stuff is just super fascinating so i'm wondering like how that where did where did you start going into that realm of things yeah um and so i've 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 kind of played with binaural beats in the past before the only thing about that and i'm glad you mentioned the lo-fi the only thing about that for me Mm -hmm. is because uh well i should say it's it was uh how do I put it? It was a little bit uncomfortable. Okay. It was a little bit too too uh, of a technical sound for me. Mm-hmm. So that's when I started playing with the uh, solfeggio notes, which is more music and harmony. Sure. You know, you may have some like some Tibetan bowls or something playing, but but um, but I, I do do both. However, I think I forgot what it was. Man, I think I just I might it might have just clicked on a YouTube uh, video one mm-hmm. time and I saw something. I said it said five twenty eight hertz and cell regeneration and DNA repair. And I played it right before I went to bed and I woke up amazing, mm. amazing. Uh, like I, I, I never, I haven't been sleeping that well at the time. Um, 
obviously I had been training. Yeah. So like over just one night, I felt like a different person. Wow. And it's funny like how all this stuff started and it's funny how, you know, I'm, I'm hopping on podcasts and stuff regarding music and frequency. Um, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say the, the institution, but I used to get in trouble for having the music too loud. Okay. And for, for yeah. creating energy and whatnot. And, and you then sound you like come my kind of full guy. Circle. <laughs> yeah, but no doubt, no doubt. And then you come you come full circle and it's like now this is what I'm in. Like I'm I'm changing yeah. lives and, and and enhancing performance through music, through sound, through frequencies. And um, I've always been interested in just kind of okay, what what is it about us that makes us so special? You know, I I, I believe that we didn't evolve, we're actually dissolving. Uh, through, you know, like you said, like your buddy with the uh, um, the grounding sandals. You know, yeah. the, the rubber sole was one of the worst things ever created for us as humans. Sure. It removed us, removed us for the earth. So who who were these, going back to the Roman soldier thing, who were these people that they can do this every single day? Even uh, 60 years years ago, I believe it was Chuck Sipes. He was a um, he was a lumberjack, worked 12 hours a day, and then would train for another three hours at the end of the day. Yeah. Like there, there's something there yeah. that, that is different. And here we are now as men just basically being castrated um, from everything, from toxins, from our food, from, from, from all kinds of stuff. Women Plastics too. Plastics and uh, everything environmentally. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So like how, how do we optimize us from a, from a quantum standpoint, from a sound standpoint, from a vibration, from a frequency? You know, Tesla said, um, you got to think of the terms of the universe as uh, uh, vibration, frequency, and energy. And then yeah. once you start doing that, once you start opening your eyes and your mind to that, just things become unlimited, man. And, and things are really becoming unlimited to me and how I program. So with this, so let's get into some of like the, the specifics on it. And I literally brought pen and pad into this. So I'm going to take yeah. some notes so, because yeah, uh, no doubt. so with some of these frequencies, like what is the difference between like the I think you said 528 hertz or whatever like yeah. how does that make an impact like what's the what's the purpose of using specific frequencies for spe- like does it change depending on what uh output you're trying to go for like what is the mm-hmm. how do how do you match those things up yeah so let me give you a little bit of history first and then for your listeners as well too so this whole thing the solfeggio scale started by uh by a monk in the 11th century Okay, and the the research and well, I won't call it research, but the notes that he had or whatever it was um, actually disappeared. I don't know how, I don't know why. A lot of people don't, but it was rediscovered in the 70s, I believe, um, by a doctor. And then in 1988, a doctor had uh, put these sounds to uh, valves con- containing DNA, and the DNA mm-hmm. started to, I guess, transform, if you will. Okay. And he was able to measure different uh, melodies or different frequencies, and Kind of see how the data came back from the from the from the tubes, the test mm. tubes, and so that's really where people start started to label. Okay, this is for healing. This is for this. This is for that. And so right now, currently, there's a nine scale, uh, so federal scale, starting at 174, 285, uh, 396, 417, 528, 639, 741, um, 852, and then 963. So it's it's funny how it's all the same three numbers repeated. Yeah. Um, but I can I can kind of give a rundown if you like. And like I, I refer back to my notes and everything, because depending on what website you go to or look it up or whatever research you read. Yeah, it's all it's all the same, but the verbiage might be a little bit different. Sure. And um, then I'll go into like how I how I program for athletes. Yeah. But one seven one seven four is mainly just for relieving pain and stress. Right. It's a low frequency um, vibration. It's the first one on the scale. So. Um, so, yeah. 285 is a healing frequency, heals tissues and organs, 
So say you have an athlete coming back from a soft tissue injury, um, say you're you're a little sore yourself, you can start there. Um, yeah. So it'll it'll. Can I yeah. can I interject here for a second? So sure. with these actual things, what is the preferred method of delivering these frequencies? Like, is it? Yes. I mean, do you have like a playlist, or is it, or mm-hmm. uh, like where do you find what way to utilize these these things? So what I do is uh, when I program for athletes and send it to them, I do use YouTube as of right now. Sure. Um, I'm kind of working on something uh, with a buddy of mine, Lance Shuttler, who uh, uh, has a nutrition company, uh, Ascent Nutrition. And um, we're trying to find a way to where we can make our own music, honestly. Because what happens is when you go on YouTube, like there's evil people out there. There's wicked people, man. And some people have actually put uh, negative subliminals in these frequencies. So you got to be careful. So if you're programming it for somebody, you need to listen to it all the way through because there's stories on YouTube where people start having negative thoughts after about two months. Really? So I listen to uh, I listen to all my frequencies before I send, send them to athletes. Yeah. So basically what I'm trying to do is cut out the middleman because I don't want that to happen, sure. honestly. Um, but I listen to it all the way through uh, before I send it to my athletes. And everything is pertaining on time of, time of year, uh, peaking phase. Um, is it a high anxiety? Are they a high anxiety athlete? Do they are they force driven athlete? Are they velocity driven athlete? There's a lot that goes into it, and a lot of it, honestly, uh, Ross is just kind of intuition right now for me. Yeah, you know, I'm still kind of trying to really quantify everything. But how do you quantify the quantum field? You yeah. know, like how how do you how do you quantify um, vibrations, frequency, energy, yeah. light? Like how do you quantify that outside of what we already know? So that's the hard part. It's basically it's really in this like experimental, anecdotal phase it seems like right? like we're we've got the things that we know are probably going to produce this result but we're just mm-hmm. going to try it and like see how right. it goes yeah right and 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 i'm in the middle of it right now and um you know i, I talked about uh i believe we we're we we're messaging back and forth about some of the results that i've been having yeah Put it like this man um i may not be able to quantify it all the way yet sure um but the results that i'm getting from athletes from you know, around the world it doesn't make sense. It does not make sense. It's freaking crazy. Uh, I had a buddy of mine. He's in Chicago. I just put him on a 741 frequency, and that frequency eliminates fear. It gives power to goals, right? Mm-hmm. He listened to it uh, before he went to bed, and he listened to it for about 15 minutes before he trained. Uh, he's been battling with some sciatica uh, pain, some nerve pain. He said he squatted heavier than he has in since he had the injury, like wow. six months. By listening to a freaking sound. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, people don't understand what the body's cap- capable of, it, yeah. it, you know? And this is why, um, this, is why this, this field and this type of work is so undiscovered because people don't know where to start. Right. You know, people may call it like the universe. They may call it infinite intelligence. You know, I, I do call it God. I do believe, do believe that way. Um, and in that, you may call it the source, whatever it is. Number nine, I don't know. Yeah. Whatever it is to you. But you have to tap into that. Yeah. In order to kind of grasp what's going on, you have yeah. to, you have to. So the people who don't have a don't have a spiritual side to them, you know, um, hey, that's your belief, but it's inside all of us. You know, everything grows from the from the inside out. A flower does, a leaf, a, a tree, everything grows from the inside out. So whatever's in you, it's it has to grow from the inside out. Mm-hmm. But you must first take action on whatever it is on the inside. I love that. So let's get back into the... I know, I know it's heavy. I know it's heavy. I, well, I love it, man. Like, I'm literally here <laughs> yeah. just writing all the... I'm going to have... I need, like, multiple pages here that I'm going to need here yeah, in a second. Yeah, um, But yeah. so back into some of these specific ones. So it seems like the lower the lower vibration frequencies are for lower intensity, more restful things. And then as you crank those up, it would then mm-hmm. translate that with higher intensity or more output in that same yes. sort of scale. Is that 
accurate? Yes. Yeah, so looking at the scale, those lower intensities until you get to 528, I would say it's really are really natural. Mm-hmm. They're really um, kind of flesh bound, if you will. Uh, right. Healing tissues, you know, um, um, easing the change, like that type of stuff. Then once you start dialing up, it gets a little bit more spiritual, a little bit more um, oneness. Um, you know, I, I personally don't, I don't, I don't use the term chakras. That's just not my, not my belief. But sure. I believe Dr. Joe Dispenza says energy centers. And there's no doubt, regardless of your faith, that your body holds certain energy in certain parts of your body. Mm-hmm. And we see that through injury. You know, take my the example I like to use all the time is look at our kids. Like the majority of youth athletes have, have tight low backs. By the time they get to college, there's something locked up in their low backs, which creates yeah. other issues. And if you look at the music, like where do we hold our fear and trauma? We hold it in our psoas. We hold it in our, our abdominals. And so it makes sense. Our kids are listening to, to drill rap. They're listening to this. They're, going, they're waking up to it. They're going to sleep to it. Yeah. And their body is holding on to these negative thoughts, these negative words. And nobody, everybody's like, oh, he, he got a tight back. No, it's internal. Like yeah. it, it's cellular, man. And so um, those are the vibrations that is creating, creating the frequency in their body. And it's manifesting into injuries. You know, it's, it's a whole other way of looking at it. But look at our, you know, it's just look at our kids. And, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to unplug them from that and plug them into something different. The, the holding of, of trauma physically is something that I've, I've heard several times from a couple of different coaches that I've had where um, even things that wouldn't be considered physical trauma, like mental things, like mental traumas yeah. or, or, you know, things from childhood or whatever, like we, we can hold those physically in tissues. And yes. and those things can get bound up, like you said, in certain places where it restricts the tissue's ability to do what it's supposed to do. And yes. and a lot of times some of the like this, I would think probably would have some fairly therapeutic outcomes or purposes for something like this outside of just like a performance standpoint. Like you like you yeah. mentioned the term healing several times in some of these lower ones. But I probably mm-hmm. take that to mean more so than just like the physical tissue stuff, too, as well. Yeah, so actually the, the binaural beat, so there's a, uh, so the actual name of this uh, practice, if you will, is psychoacoustic medicine, psychoacoustic medicine, and um, that's kind of where binaural beats came about, and for a healing process, if you will, um, the reason why I'm having success with this stuff is because we just haven't seen this in performance. We've yeah. seen it traditionally in um, rehabilitation centers, sure. traditionally in um, Eastern medicine, um, that type of stuff. So we just, that's where it's, that's where it's coming from. That's where I'm pulling from. Yeah. We just haven't seen it for performance. But if you look about, look at from a recovery standpoint, uh, what's going to do more for your body than at the cellular level, you know? Yeah. And it's from a recovery standpoint too. I had this conversation with, uh, a couple months ago with Derek Woodski and, yep. uh, he mentioned that the whole game is recovery when it comes to performance, mm-hmm. because the whole point is how quickly can I turn around and train hard again to increase my total volume that I've, that I've trained. And if it takes me yeah. forever to recover and it, I'm losing time in between training sessions because of that, my curve of performance is going to be much smaller than somebody who's just put in more time. And we tend to think like overtraining is a thing, but it's not if you're recovered in between sessions. It's only overtraining yes. if you don't have that ability to properly recover. And it doesn't matter if it's 12 hours in between or 24 or six hours and you're doing double days kind of a thing. Like if your body can be primed and recovered, it doesn't really matter how much you're training. 
Right, right. Yeah, I met. I met. It's funny. I met Derek at a at conference this year. Yeah. And you know when you when you it's you and another person are on the same. I'll just say it frequency. Like you can just tell. Like <laughs> I mean, the, both of our eyes were like. <laughs> yes, both of our eyes were just lit up and locked into what we were talking about. <laughs> right. And I was actually talking to him about binaural beats and stuff, man. So I got to get back on the on the, on the phone with him. But 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 no doubt, like like it's 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 a matter of repeating what you're doing over and over again. And what is that small thing that can allow you to do that? over and over again. Now I'm going to introduce you to something um, something else like yeah. I don't just use this for a recovery standpoint. I use this as a uh, as a as a primer standpoint from a primer standpoint as well too. Okay. You know, we, we look at again, we'll go back to ancient times like every great army. What did they have playing in the front? War drums. Drums, yeah. Drums or trumpets. Some there was some kind of music involved to um, uh, excite the nervous system if you will. Yeah. There there was something involved there. And so again, you're just pulling, you're, you're pulling little things here and there that you don't see necessarily in our society or even our kids. Our kids want to listen to some kind of music before the game. I was an athlete. I know I did. Okay, but, but how do we find the ultimate, the, like the perfect sound to optimize the nervous system or right. optimize adrenaline? And that's, that's kind of what I'm chasing there. And um, I've had success with that. So with what is, yeah, so with these specific ones, Mm-hmm. Are you? How are you implementing them into, say, a training session? Like, are you doing that just in the background while everybody's training, or are you doing it in phases where I'm putting this in while we're doing this specific thing? Or like, what is kind of mm-hmm. the protocol that you're using with them? So the majority of uh, athletes I work with that do this are on an individual basis. I'm still yeah. slowly introducing it into my high school athletes because there is a maturity piece to it. Sure. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of visualization that goes involved that goes into it. There's a lot of thinking involved. There's a lot of um, uh, self-centeredness, if you will, mm-hmm. that is involved. And so the athletes that I've been working with, whether on a college level or professional level, um, I'll keep them on a frequency for a week, and then I may change it um, going into competition week. So. I guess the best example, I do work with a, a few athletes at a, at a Power 5 school now. Try not, I'll try not to mention either, uh, out mm-hmm. of fairness, I guess. <laughs> and um, so depending, yeah, oh my God, don't get me started, please. Um, so depending on, depending on the week, depending on where they're at in the competition, uh, micro cycle or, or um, a cycle, if you will, yeah. um, depends on the frequency. And it okay. also depends on the type of athlete. Like one young lady, she has a little bit more anxiety. She she battles a little bit more anxiety than the others. So I may just have her on 432 the whole time. 432, I didn't mention that one, but it is the frequency of the universe. Um, it's the heartbeat of the earth. So it's very calming. It's very um, relaxing to the yeah. body, relaxing to the mind. So it depends on your athlete. Like not every, I don't put everybody on the same frequency at the same time. Right. It depends on the athlete. depends on how they're feeling. Um, uh, leading up to NCAA regionals. Uh, the week before they left for regionals, I put them on 741. Once again, 741, uh, it eliminates fear. It gives power to your goals. So that's what you should be thinking about leading up into the competition. Mm-hmm. Then the the week of, um, I had put them on, what was it, 639. It elevates mood, balances emotions. You had a lot of things going on in your head right before competition. So I'm searching for you to be one, if you will. I'm searching for you to be, just be calm and and and. Um, not too high, not too low. We're just locked in. Mm-hmm. And then the day before competition, man, I put them on uh, 963, which represents the original perfect state. That is the highest one on the nine scale, nine okay. sofagio scale. Yeah. And so uh, what that brings, that brings oneness in the body. Um, you are, some people like to call that the God frequency. I don't, I don't know how, how true that is or whatever, but it's the highest one. Yeah. And 
out of the three athletes that I had on this protocol, all three of them were going to nationals. Two of them went three for three going to nationals in their respective events, and the other one went uh, two for three in her um, respective events. It, it's it's uh, let me at big. Let me tell you this. All right, just just kind of like get people itching a little bit. All right, at <laughs> at uh, at the conference championships. Okay, people were pring by like 0.03, 0.09 seconds back-to-back days. They PR'd in the prelims and then wow. doubled back and PR'd, PR'd in the finals. Wow. And I did, I did change up their frequency a little bit. I got to go back and look at my notes. But now, keep it granted, this isn't the end-all, be-all. There's a lot of things yeah. that go into it, a lot of body work. Um, so there's, there's tons of stuff. However, from a recovery and performance enhancement standpoint, like we're, I like to coach at the cellular level. That's why music, that's why energy, that's why the, the, the vibration and frequency of the room is so important to me because you can literally pull from the quantum when coaching people. Like, like everything starts as a, as a thought, but in order for it to manifest into a real thing, you have to constantly pull with emotion. Uh, I listened to something recently, it was, and it said, um, your thoughts are the electrical, electrical charge and your emotions are the magnetic charge. So you have to think and feel Yes, and Joe Dispenza talks a lot about brain heart coherence and whatnot, yeah. but you have to think and feel before you get there. It, that, it has to happen. And uh, so, things, things, are, things are crazy right now. I, and, and again, like I'm doing all this talking, but I, I can't even wrap my head around everything that's happening, but I haven't had a negative story yet or, or just a, oh, it was okay or, or just that. It, it's so crazy. Wild, so it, it is wild. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by big wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I first heard that Mint Mobile offers premium wireless starting at just 15 bucks a month, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them and using their service, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they're the first company to sell wireless service online only. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. For anyone who hates their phone bill, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just 15 bucks a month. I was hesitant about having to get a new phone and a new phone number, but with Mint, you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone and your same phone number along with all of your existing contacts. Mint Mobile gives you the best rate whether you're buying for one or for a family, and at Mint, families start at two lines. All plans come with unlimited talk and text plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Switch to Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and to get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash waypoint. That is mintmobile.com slash waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash waypoint. And that's the one thing that like always fascinates me about some of this, some of this more holistic based stuff. And we're talking about like we were, you know, we were created to be in unison and, and function with this planet and nature. Like, yes. I mean, yes. we're meant to be a part of it, not removed from it. And so we talked about it like yes. with, with the grounding stuff because there's, there's different levels to all of this. The, like mm-hmm. with the grounding stuff, we're talking about electrical current, literally yes. grounding, like a grounding socket in an outlet. Like that's what the point mm-hmm. of it is. And yes. uh, by like with rubber soles, you're literally cutting yourself off 
from the electrical current of the earth and you're not yeah. getting the full negative charge back uh, that we require to be fully optimized, which is why I'll send you Rob's stuff because he has uh, yeah. his whole, I mean, he does incredible educational materials on top of the fact that he makes these rad sandals. Um, mm -hmm. But he dives deep into all yeah. of this stuff with electrical current and grounding. And uh, he comes from uh, Lakota tribe. He And so okay. all of his a lot of his stuff is based in like a lot of these native American beliefs and examples yes. of how they would mm -hmm. do. Uh, he told a story once where he, he remembers when he was young, watching his mom do some kind of, I can't remember what the, the ritual dance was, but it was some kind of yeah. dance and she did it for like 14 straight hours. And, 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 and like, he like, I just remember sitting there watching her, basically not stop this entire time and he's yeah. like that's not possible if you're not connected to like energy source in the earth you know what right. i mean and and, right. and that probably if it's music there's probably some of this stuff that we're talking about now with frequency so like there's there's yeah. the electrical side there's the magnetic side there's like mm -hmm. the sound vibration i mean there's so much that we have completely cut ourselves off from uh, yeah. especially like how we're living now. And this was one of the ones that I wanted to bring up because I love this post that you did the other day talking about yeah. cities being a circuit board. And oh, bro. <laughs> I was, I was like, I, I really, I, I made the note and I saved, I screenshotted that post because I'm like, yeah. I'm going to talk to him about this the other day. Cause when you, I, I didn't even think about it until you, you posted the overhead picture of like all yes. of these cities yeah. and they literally are circuit boards. And I mean, yes. that's what they look like. And so we can go down some deep stuff on, I mean, on how yeah. that is problematic. Without a doubt. I mean, it, it's, uh, so without trying to, you know, I definitely don't want to get, uh, try, well, I don't, it's me. I don't, I don't really care, you but do whatever well, you, you want. You look, at, <laughs> you look at, you look at how major cities vote and you look at how uh, small town America votes. Right. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not, what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to say right or wrong or anything like that. You know, I'll, I'll save some people some tears, but, um, but if you think about it, okay, say you're watching, you're watching TV and you live in a mm -hmm. major city. These frequencies are, and, and what it is, your, your, your eyes are your, they're your receptors. So what you're seeing, what you're hearing, is a thought pattern, it's a frequency. You go outside, you share that with somebody, boom, 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 boom. But that thought is not escaping the city. Like you, you like people have to envision a circuit board and what we're talking about is something that you would find on a computer modem, the little green mm -hmm. thing, and yep. it has little towers and, and roadways, if you will, or whatever. The job of that is to send and receive electrical information. It's, it's, a, it's a sending and receiving thing. So if you think of these major cities, all it takes is one thing to be sent all around the city in these different buildings. And, and literally in the electromagnetic field, stuff are bouncing off of walls and going through this or that. Like, I'm not being mystical about it. It's not weird. It's science. You know, tr everybody wants to trust the science. We'll trust the science then. So uh, anyway. Be consistent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. So you wonder why the thought pattern is all the same because it's the same electro electrical signal being sent all throughout the city. Then once you leave the city, you get into a little bit of nature and you get into a little bit more um, uh, uh, birds chirping and you feel the you feel the, the oxygen coming off the plants. You can see the sun actually hitting you, a real sun, you know. Mm -hmm. It's totally different, man. I was talking to... Uh, uh, Taylor Quick the other day, um, and he he was going hiking and whatnot, and he was like, man, he he, he mentioned me. He's like, 
dude, like I feel totally different out here. Like I, I feel amazing. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, like that's, that's, that's where we're supposed to, supposed to be. You're, yeah. you're mentioning, you know, we're supposed to be getting that electrical current from the ground. I believe we should be hearing natural sounds. We should yeah. be hearing something peaceful. We should be hearing the frequencies that are beyond us. And we should be also, also be getting sun. Like it, those, those, those waves of sun, you can't see them, but they're, they're there, you know, and our body, our eyes take that in. And that's yeah. where, you know, uh, plants get their DHA from is the photons um, collecting that electrical current. But um, it's, it's, it's people don't understand, man. And I'm, I'm probably never going to move to a, to a city again. But there's a reason why. And a lot of people will call it a conspiracy and this and that. But it is what it is. There's a reason why you see how people think and vote in major cities compared to outside of the city. You know, and it takes a really smart person who breaks free of the of the matrix, if you will. It takes a really smart person who kind of breaks free to think otherwise in a major city. Now, I'm going to give you another example, too. College campuses. College campuses are the biggest indoctrination camps on the planet right now. They are indoctrination camps. Everybody thinks the same. And then if you don't think the same, you're a villain. You're, you're the enemy, you know. But it's almost like the more I look into it, I can't really, I can't really blame the people who are saying that this other person who has an alternative thought is a villain, but you are captivated under a certain frequency that you just can't break free from, you know? And, and it's, it's, it's tough, man. It's, it's, it's yeah. really, it's really hard, but I forgot how I came about that, but um, I just started looking up major cities, just aerial views of major cities and every single one every looks one like a circuit board. Every, every one. one. Tell it's you. Wild. And here's, here's another piece. Here's another piece, right? So I live in Houston. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I live in Texas, but you look at cities like Houston and Dallas and, some of the major cities in Texas, and, and we know what color state the uh, state of Texas is. Mm-hmm. However, you look at these major cities, and it's a different color. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't always like that. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give some to your listeners right now. <laughs> the more the more a city grows, that's when it starts to change its voting pattern. The more a city grows, and then that's when the societal structure starts to crumble. It, it, it's you just look at it from that standpoint. The more it grows, the more it grows. The, the more people want. The more people stop stop thinking, right? Because that's that's the problem. Nobody thinks. We all have to think. I'm not saying one thing is better than the other. I'm not saying that. But you need to have thought. And unfortunately, right now, everything is emotional. There's no thought involved. It's just yeah. emotional. Um, so so yeah, man. It's just be on the lookout. Be on the lookout for that next city that's growing. It could, it could be trouble. <laughs> Dude, I'm in right in the basically in the middle of it. I mean, we're kind of on the mm-hmm. outskirts, but the Boise area up here is Ooh. it's I think one of the the area we're in is called the Treasure Valley because okay. there's like four or five uh, towns that are that make up Treasure Valley. Boise being the main one, and then there's a couple that are like it basically all bleed together now. I mean, I remember even ten years ago, it was like distinct. You had several miles of of farmland between each town but now they literally all just push together but i think it's considered the fastest growing area in the entire country by population uh the i tell me about it and uh (laughs) the the one town uh and it's just crazy i mean the number i'll throw at you is wild in 20 so we moved here 2014 is when is when uh my wife and i moved up to this area There were in this town that we lived in for a while, right when we got married, I believe had somewhere around high fifties, low 60,000 in, Mm. in this town. And it's kind of like, would be considered a suburb of Boise because Boise's got like 300, something like that. So, I mean, by city standards, it's still fairly small, but, uh, for Idaho, it's massive. Right. And, uh, but the same area, this town in the 2020 census had 112 
So literally almost literally doubled in not even a decade, which is wild. I mean, and and all over the place now. I mean, this whole area is just expanding out and out and out. Everything's kind of bleeding into everything else, like kind of out of the epicenter of like the Boise area. But where we are, we're still kind of like on the outskirts away from it. We're in a different town now. But even now, like we're seeing things start to kind of push into where we are. And it's like you said, which is crazy because the growth of places doesn't always mean that it's from places of like blue areas. You know what I mean? Yes. Like it it could be just growth from within places of people that were already in Idaho. and They're just moving here to be closer to the cool stuff that exists here now. You know what I mean? So it it doesn't Mm -hmm. always exactly correlate to like all the Californians that are coming here, which there are a ton. But oftentimes, I think at this point now, it's all the people that realize how crazy California is and they want to leave it too. Like they're, it's not like they're trying to just come do all that here. Like they're like, no, we want Idaho. You know, but yeah. just like what you're saying yeah. makes a little bit of sense by nature. Just the growth in and of itself is what mm-hmm. changes a lot of those patterns and frequency stuff, even if it's not like what you would consider ideologically different right away. Right. Right. And I think I think a good way to look at it is we look at um, uh, I hate to go back into history, but I mean, that's kind of what I like. So every empire crumbled at some point, yeah. every single one, whether it was Babylonians, Persians, Greeks, Romans. And you get to a certain point to where your societal societal structure Okay, regardless of voting, we're not, we're not, we're past that, regardless of all that, your societal structure crumbles. And that's because I think we get too far away from, you know, what we would call the source or get too far away from um, nature, if you will. You know, there's, there's, there's natural law and divine order. Too many comforts. Yes, there's, there, there is natural law and divine order in our life and in this world. And the more that we progress and, and the more kind of tech savvy that we get, if you will, the farther we get away from that. And as we can see, I mean, especially working with youth athletes, it, I, I, man, this generation, man, I didn't know. I did, I did not know. I did not know. But you, you take that on a larger scope, and that's what's happening to our country um, and happening to the world, you know. Yeah. And so so there's, there's some things we just got to kind of get back to. Um, and uh, get in line, man. We got to get in line. So with in, in contrast to some of these some of these frequency things that you're doing with the kids, mm-hmm. like to put it in perspective of what it is that they're currently listening to, like what is mainstream pop or or whatever mm-hmm. it is that they're listening to, like where does that usually fall on the frequency thing? Like and what does that end up doing to them physiologically? Yeah, so there was a study done, um, I believe it was by, uh, I forgot who the doctor was, but he did uh, a very similar um, study to like putting it on the ball, putting it on the valves, the DNA test tubes and stuff like that. I can't remember if he did it actually with human bodies or he put DNA in the test tubes, but mm-hmm. um, certain music had a negative, uh, um, negative impact on DNA. I believe mm-hmm. like rock was, was minus 1.8. Um, classical was obviously a positive impact and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I would imagine rap kind of falls along <laughs> along the lines with rock. And don't get me wrong, you know, in my weight room we're gonna turn up. Don't get me wrong, you know, we're gonna we're gonna we're, we're gonna we're gonna play some stuff that I probably gotta turn down when the administrator walks in. You know, we're, we're gonna do that. But at the same time, um, we shouldn't spend the majority of our time there. Sure, you know. So um, one of the one of the one of the things that I'm, I found uh, for myself and that I'm pushing to people. Classical music, man. I've I've been listening to Mozart constantly for part of the past two months, and uh, Mozart's music is actually tuned tuned into the four three two hertz frequency, okay. uh, the heartbeat of the earth. Um, 
And so there's there's kind of like a speculation about when when that changed mm-hmm. and when music started having a, a negative impact on us. And a lot of people say that it was it was by a Nazi propagandist um, during World War II, mm-hmm. and he he kind of pushed for a 440 hertz, which actually um, started giving negative negative impact to the body and, and and elevated heart rates and stuff like that. And if you look at time, there's certain moments in time to where things just changed. So I won't necessarily call that a conspiracy. Um, it's, it's a high possibility, but right. um, as time goes on, man, our, our music are it's destroying people. And so I'm not saying you can't listen to what you want. I'm not saying that, but there are times you need to unplug yeah. and just be aware of what it's doing to your body. Well, I mean, I even remember, like, I mean, I remember being a kid and hearing the, like the example of if you played, like, if you pointed speakers at like some plant. You know what I mean? Yes. And you and you played mm-hmm. classical music, whatever, it would flower and do the thing, and yeah. then you blast it with Black yeah. Sabbath and the thing withers away within like two yes. days. And so like yeah. I mean, I remember that from being a kid and like that was an example. Yeah. And so I mean it's the same thing, but it's it's super crazy to see because you can pretty much because my guess would have been somewhere around the the middle of the twentieth century, because that was when mm-hmm. uh ma- I mean that was really kind of like when the techno- technological capabilities were there to yes. broadcast. Right. And, mm-hmm. and like so many other genres are really kind of created in the 20th century. I mean, that's like what pop music is, is what was created in the 20th century, because before that it was all like local country, you know, whatever mm-hmm. the music was of that area where you lived. Yeah. And like it, it was all natural stuff. I mean, or it was classical music that was tuned into these same things. And then you get uh rock and all of these other things that exploded from which i mean i'm a metalhead you know what i mean so it's yeah. not yeah, like no that's that's what i am and so yeah, 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 like yeah. i love that stuff but it's crazy like you. you like you said there's these points where mm-hmm. you can see things start to change and so i mean my guess would have been also until you just said it that like somewhere around 40s and 50s would have been that would yeah. have been maybe the start of the i don't know decline if you could say that i guess but with a lot of that stuff yeah yeah, and I think you got to give context to where, you know, a lot of people may be like, okay, well, what does he even talk about negative impact? So, um, you know, say you have a glass in your hand and you flick that glass, that 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 vibration is going to create a frequency in the water, right? And I think the actual term is somatics, I believe. And so you can put um, ice or water or something and, and play a, a frequency to it and it's going to create like a, a beautiful pattern. It's, it's really, it's, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty unreal. Like it's, it's heavenly what happens when you play certain music, um, to plants or uh, to water or whatever. And so our body is actually composed of a lot more water than what science likes to tell us. Uh, so maybe maybe don't trust that science, but <laughs> we, actually have a, <laughs> we actually have a lot more um, water um, than people think. And so what happens when we listen to these, this, this music or certain frequencies and stuff, um, it vibrates our cells and it, it creates a pattern inside of our body. And that's either going to be a positive pattern or a negative pattern. So when you have multiple vibrations, it creates a frequency. And that is your, you know, whatever the, whatever you're, the sound you're listening to, it's, it's, a, it's a frequency. But that's going to manifest into energy. And it's going to manifest into something that's going to hurt you or harm you uh, if you're not careful. And so that's, that's kind of like the whole context of it. Uh, that's the best way I can describe it for people who, who don't understand. The, what you're listening to and how it... Okay, so your, your DNA responds to two things. Language and sound. Language and sound. That's why what you're listening to is so important, and that's also why your your self-talk, your your thoughts, your 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 language, your communication is also so critical. Our children, right? 
Our children are basically all subconscious up until six or seven years old. Now, if you want to take that and watch the news and see why maybe our children are, are under such attack by certain things, then there's your answer right there. But a child's mind is in its largest growth state up until six or seven because they're only operating off of subconscious. Like whatever we deposit into them, that's what they're that's what they're going to manifest and 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 believe off of in their conscious for the rest of their life, unless they make a major a major right. uh, paradigm shift. And and when you think about that, like you said, mm-hmm. a lot of other things start to make sense yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? yep. like yep. good exactly, and bad bro. and and you yes. said with the with the music stuff specifically like you said be careful what you listen to and that's a hundred percent true and i think when most people hear that they're thinking of just and, and it makes a difference with lyrics too but they're thinking just lyrically right like yeah. and, and you said right. the, the language part matters as well which it obviously does but i think that's where mm-hmm. most people think uh it stops right and yeah. and then what we're right. talking about is like no there's a whole other level to this that goes into what's actually being pumped behind the lyrics so so i had the other day i actually wrote down um uh like binaural beats going back to that right like Mm -hmm. the beta waves are actually from 14 to 30 hertz are actually unsynchronized waves Mm -hmm. so that's there's there's nothing there that's actually um it's associated with stress it's associated with anxiety and fear stuff like that and that's kind of where you find the majority of our music now you know, there's no way that I can, let's see, uh, I don't know. Uh, there's no way I can listen to me personally. I could be uh, a metalhead for a day and the next day wake up and just feel phenomenal. And it's the same way if I listen to uh, Lil Durk or somebody all day long, I'm not going to feel phenomenal the next day. But right. imagine doing that for seven days in a row and imagine doing that all day long. That's where our youth are at right now. Mm. Re- regardless of the, the, the genre of music, we're talking about the frequency. We're talking about the pattern that it, that it does to your body, regardless of whether whether it's um, uh, you know heavy metal or whether it's rap or, or something else. We're talking about the frequency, and then the words on top of that, depending on what it is, it's just basically it's creating an environment for something to be absorbed. Mm. You know that's that's what happens, and, and that's what happens in the weight room, right? You have to create the environment for whatever it is that you're pushing as a strength coach. You have to create the environment for that thing to be absorbed, and the same thing happens at the cellular level. You have to create the environment first. And then push something for it to be absorbed. So you know, you look at some of the some of the songs, and it's like, whoa, whoa that's what we're that's what we're planning in our heads. Like that's what we're that's what yeah. we're planting uh, the seeds that we're planting, and it's gonna it's gonna bring back uh, a bad harvest, man. So when you as you can see, yeah, absolutely. So when to bring it into like a practical sense, when you're doing this with a with one of your like one on one athletes or one of these track kids, mm-hmm. right? Uh, yep. Yeah, yeah. are, are is there a time? amount that you're trying to say prior to is it is it five minutes is it 10 is it whatever or like how are you prescribing it within a training session or you know is it kind of if you have your headphones in let's let me make sure it's this kind of a thing yeah. like what is your yeah. what is your recommendation so I'll, I'll give you a real protocol and i was probably you probably asked me this a while ago and then i went on a tangent but my bad on that but um so i'll give you a real protocol. i was good where we were <laughs> okay <laughs> i'll give you a real protocol i love so, the tangents uh, Yes, sir. Uh, one real protocol that I gave uh, this athlete was, um, so this week we, we went 7-4-1 all the way up until the day of competition. And so what I like to do is I kind of I steer away from the word of um, meditation because people take that uh, all kinds of different ways. Mm-hmm. So I like to call it a, a relaxation se- session. So just okay. a relaxation session. And that's where they're visualizing about their goals the night before. Um, they are already, there's two, there's two ways I like to go about it. One way is 
you've already the typical way you've already accomplished this. You're standing on the podium. You are uh, you have the medal around your neck, for example. And then the other way that I like to do it is uh, you are mid competition and you're behind in the competition, like you're behind in the race. And then you eventually catch them. And what that does is that creates uh, an extreme abundance of self confidence into the into the cells, into the mind. And so regardless of when you when you're actually in the competition and you're behind or not, you've been there already in your mind. So you're prepared for that moment. You're always going to revert back to your training. You're also you're always going to revert back to your visualization as well too. So uh, that's how I go about that. So those are the two main ways I go about it the night before. The morning of, the morning of, and it could vary a little bit, but the morning of, the first thing I want them to hear is 4:32. That is the first thing. The 4:32. We talked about that. That's the frequency of the universe. Um, that is, you know, the heartbeat of the earth. That's going to bring them into a state to perform however they need to. They're calm, they're level. You're no different than, than the lion out there on the Sahara. You know, animals, they can turn it on like that in an instant. They can, they can be ferocious or they could be, you know, sleep on the side somewhere under a tree. But they can turn it on like that because they are in harmony with who they are. Okay, so that's, 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 what, um, that's what I do in the morning. And then they compete. If you want to listen to something right before to kind of amp up your nervous system, whether that, that might be rap, that might be rock, that might be something else, whatever it is that you want, then you can do that right before to kind of in, in, excite the nervous system. And then in the evening, say you got a race again the next day, we're doing 528. 528 brings about healing. It brings about DNA repair. Um, it's the frequency of love. There's nothing that repairs more than love um, on from a neurotransmitter level, from all kinds of different levels. Like That's a whole other conversation, but that is a protocol right there. Whatever, I just, whatever frequency I want them to be on that week um, is up until the night of competition. Then in the morning, it's 432. There's the first sound. And then at night for recovery, if you compete again the next day, um, it's 528. And that's like as they're or right before going to sleep or as maybe they're going yes. to sleep kind of a thing? Yeah, so that was, that, was the, that was the other question that you gave me. So um, the bare minimum that I, that, I, uh, that I promote is 15 minutes. Um, now, keep in mind, there's been some there's been some some stories where people all, all they need is five minutes of, of a frequency, yeah. but 15. I try to say 15 minutes of a uh, visualization uh, session. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to go longer, that's fine. Last night, myself, um, trying to get ready for this podcast, I fell asleep to 741, and I think by the time I woke up and realized that it was still playing, I think I was maybe like three hours in. <laughs> um, so it, yeah, even though you're asleep, I mean, your, your, your subconscious mind is still awake. Yeah. You know, totally. you're still, you're still hearing everything. Your body's still feeling it. So that's when I just, you know, if that happens, I tell people, I oh, just, just take it out, turn it off. It's not a big deal. Like you've absorbed everything you needed to. Right. Um, but there's no, there's no set amount of time. I say yeah. minimum 15 minutes. And then a lot of people push, uh, I've read like stay on the same frequency the whole week. I don't okay. push that. I'll, I'll, I'll vary it obviously by, by, by my protocol that works for me. Um, but you know, if you're some people say if you're if you're doing seven four one, stay on seven four one the whole time. You know, then the then the headphone and non headphone thing is a it's kind of based on you. I push for headphones. Um, so Can't help cancel but again, out some of the extra. Yeah, sounds yeah, man. Kind of I, I yeah, I I, I uh, I'm a person where if I'm locked in on something, I need to be locked in. And then kind of going back to the holistic standpoint, if you can get your hands on an old iPod with some. Some some string headphones yeah. to kind of eliminate eliminate those uh, those EMF signals. Um, didn't do that, but if not, hey, you got to do what you got to do. Dude, we were down at my parents' place uh, maybe a month or so ago, and yes. pulled out a box 
of like all the old my mom still keeps them like all the old cell phones that we used to have like the flips oh, and like yeah, yeah, my yeah. my mom's one of my her first ones from like the late 90s but then like i had three like because they were huge at the time like the yeah. 250 gigabyte ipod classics with the yeah. click wheel and stuff like i had like two or three oh, of them yeah and so like i went through and they like i, pl- I popped them onto like the bose thing and just charged them and like they still work and i'm like oh, oh these, yeah. like i'm taking this thing back this thing is killer <laughs> i forgot yes. how much yes. and you go through and you're it's like time traveling first of all because like i had yeah. like this one when i was like 15 years old i'm like wow what was right. i listening to when i was 15 right <laughs> it's crazy yeah man uh, but some, i love that. some old been, stuff might be embarrassed about seriously but i've been i've been yeah. man, i've been really I don't know if wary is the right word, but I definitely mm-hmm. make sure if I do use them to use them sparingly, uh, yeah. like Bluetooth stuff on yes. on and around head, especially if it's like, I, like I've never really been a fan of AirPods. Um, yeah, so I, I have, either. I have my normal, you know, white string iPod headphones that I use with yeah. my phone anytime I listen to stuff. And I, I mean, how much that makes a difference, I don't know, but I've always kind of been in a, I'm kind of. I'd, I'd rather just defer away from from the Bluetooth yeah. stuff around my head, you know what I yeah. mean, uh, for as much as mm-hmm. possible. Uh, and yeah. so that whole concept to me, like eliminating as much outside poor input to to mm-hmm. deter away from whatever it is that you're doing, if it's frequency stuff or whatever. Like I want to I want to mitigate as much of that as possible. Yeah, bro. Like people are sleeping next to their phone, their phone next to their yeah. head. Like regardless, regardless if you think it has a uh, uh, impact or not, I'm not doing that, bro. Like, <laughs> hey, there's no, there's no way, there's no way. I mean, we've seen people's phones blow up in their like uh, CeeLo, um, the artist, musical artist. Mm-hmm. I remember watching a video. His phone blew up next to his head, literally, and he had, you know, he was he was out for whatever. But I'm not doing that. It's yeah. just not worth it. Or driving with your phone in your lap, like you know, that's doing to 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 your to your webos down there. Yeah. Like, nah, man, I'm, I'm I'm good. You're scrambling them. I'm good. I'm not doing that. So um, it's, it's stuff like that. We need to be mindful of and and just continue to kind of pull back and unplug a little bit from from yeah. electronics. So you gave me an example of um, like we, like a like a competition prep type mm-hmm. protocol with this one for the week of for people that yeah. are just general fitness and health stuff mm-hmm. is there one that i mean i know that it depends on where they are and what they want to do but is there one that you would recommend like start with this and float here for a while and see how it affects you yeah. or like what would you kind of say for just the general pop you know i just want to be healthy type person yeah i, I would say uh i found great success with 741 and i, I might have said it eliminates fear in the past and it does and yeah. again there's kind of a blend in these frequencies there's a sure. blend of verbiage but 741 when i train i like listening to that one um it is a a, a self-expression uh frequency mm-hmm. it is a um it, it's a, a cleansing cleansing frequency as well too so i was on that one last night kind of cleanse out all the toxins and whatnot i've been i've been on the road i've been eating a lot of crap and and, yeah. and uh it's just been it's been wild, but but that's where first if, if it's your first time doing it, I would tell people just try five twenty eight before you go to bed. Five twenty eight, start there, right in the middle, right in the middle. Love, yeah. love conquers all. You can't you can't you can't miss with love. Um, start f- at five two eight, and then if you don't start there before you go to bed, go to uh, four three two. Four three two is another one. Um, but if you're looking for some enhancement standpoint or you want to listen to something before you hit the gym, go to 741, man. 741, gotcha. uh, especially because it pushes self-expression. Um, and so 
you gotta you gotta have a little bit of a, a philosophical kind of mind to kind of envision how I see this type of stuff. But when I go to the gym, like, or I'm going to the weight room and I'm training, it is a it is a bout of self expression. Yeah. You know, we, we all watch Pumping Iron. Like Arnold talked about lifting weights like it was an art. Yeah. You know, he's sculpt. You're, I'm sculpting. You know. Yeah. Um, right. And so that's what that's what we're doing. It's, it's, it's self training is fun. So so why not why not enhance that from a cellular level? You know, allow your body to um, do what it's supposed to do. Allow yourself to explore. Allow yourself to just be in be in flow versus force. You know, I, I made a post the other day, a video I was talking about the Matrix, and people understand that is based on a true story, man. <laughs> that 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 field around us, that thing is real. And I keep going back in my mind to when uh, Neil learns uh, kung fu. And yep. he's downloading that program. Yep. You have to be willing to go there. Like you have to be willing to kind of draw in what you need. You have to be willing to self-express. And I think that seven four one will bring that for a lot of people. That's cool because there's, like I said, there's a couple of things that I know, probably, just because of where most people sit during the day, and I I don't know yeah. about sit physically, but like physiologically like where we are kind of in general right now, I imagine there's a lot of stuff that's really kind of messing with our nervous system, right? And we, yes. and we know that from, yes. uh, the, from the inputs that are making us super anxious. And this can even tie back into a lot of like some of the breathwork stuff that I was mentioning mm -hmm. earlier. I mean, like that is uh, Brian McKenzie, who I've learned a ton from and gone through his several of his certs and all that kind of stuff about breath, but yeah. he always calls your breath is the remote control to your brain. Like yes. you have the, you have the ability to utilize something that you already have to manipulate mm -hmm. like where you are in your nervous system as a way to react of external stressors. So yeah. uh, he always gives this example and you, and you actually kind of did a similar example earlier, which made mm -hmm. me think of this one. Uh, he has this analogy that he calls the lion and the antelope. Okay. And uh, so in the heat of pursuit on both of those animals, lion chasing down the antelope from a physiological mm -hmm. perspective, if there was a way to like, you know, open them up and see what, what state their nervous system was in. Right. They're both super sympathetic in that, in that moment. Like you, you would not be able yes. to tell the difference between the two because they're both switched on. They, they have like exactly where they need to be. Right. But the difference is the lion wants to be there. The antelope doesn't. Yes. And yeah. so, but it's, it's learning how to utilize how we can control those things mm -hmm. to yeah. like, for what you said, like for training purposes, like I need to turn this on. Right. And mm -hmm. I know, I, and I know that I have tools to turn it on. Like it, and yes. what it does in how I'm thinking about it, it takes us from a very reactive standpoint in a lot mm -hmm. of stuff and puts us in a proactive phase for a lot of this stuff, yes. whether it's training or just like dealing with anxiety or, or other things in the world that are going on. Like you can be the one yeah. that changes it instead of just reacting to all of it all the time. Yes. And, and, and I, um, I'm going to say this, like, I love using, uh, nature, um, examples because I feel like we could, we can tell the story of the world and like the story of our lives through nature, man. Like it, it's, it's, it's pretty crazy. So I will, I will literally sit and watch planet earth over and over again, just <laughs> look, looking for something new to do the pool, but I'm going to go a step further and kind of, and, and I, the breath work is I've been doing more of it. Probably yeah. need to do more, uh, but I've definitely been doing more of it, but I'm going to pull it into the, to the thoughts um, side, something that I kind of, uh, my realm a little bit. So 
and I'm going to use those same two animals, a lion and an antelope. And the only difference that allows a lion, um, the antelope believes his prey, and the lion believes that it is a predator. Mm-hmm. But it's, the key word there is the belief, yeah. right? Like elephants are scared of lions, okay? But that's because it's the attitude and the belief system of the lion. Like us as people, we, we, we have a hard time just going after things. We have a hard time taking the first step. But that is a thought pattern that we created or a circuit board created in our mind that, that limits us. Like we are unlimited. We can do we can do anything we want to do. I actually recently I stopped saying anything is possible because when you say anything, it doesn't really bring assurance. Now I say everything is possible because it's going to come to pass. You, you just have to have the belief system. You know, whatever is inside of you, whatever notion or whatever dream or whatever thought or whatever, it's inside of you for a reason. Like me and you, Ross, right? We're, like we're, we're totally different people. We walk totally different walks of life, even though there is a thing within strength that pulls us together. But your dreams and your thoughts are yours. So you have to act on that. But I can't carry that out. Right. Like I, if I'm a lion, there's 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 a certain way that I think based off my thoughts, because if I know who I am. Like the only identity crisis that we have in this country is that people don't know who they are inside of them. Like at the, at the deepest level, I'm not talking about a freaking spectrum. I'm talking about who we are really as humans, who we are really as people. And that right there, that alone right there is, is the, that's what whoever they are, if you will, like the, yeah. the bad people, the elite, that's what they're attacking. That right there. And once that crumbles, then you can control a man or a woman however you want to control them. And then once you control them, they're going to bicker with somebody else and say, oh, I'm a better this than you or that's not right because or you're this supporter or you're that or whatever. Man, just know who you are. Yeah, and then the thing that brings us all together is love, man. It's, it all it's all starts in the, in the mind, the thoughts. It's in the And a lot of that is the point of throwing so much stuff at the wall, it's mass confusion. Like that's the point. Yes. Like yes. it's not to it's not to actually promote one one idea over another. It's to throw so much stuff at you, you actually have no idea what is real and what isn't, and that is right. the point. Like that, you yes, know, like, you're, you're getting because in that moment of confusion mm-hmm. is when yeah. bad decisions are made or bad things tend to happen. And, and in that moment of confusion, there's something that creeps in: fear. Fear is the ultimate control weapon. But you know what? Fear, anxiety, stress, it's not real. We, we, we buy into that. Like we, we, we allow that to overcome us. But if you have, if you, if your thought pattern changed, if you had a paradigm shift, if you had maybe, you know, I would say, if you had a little faith in your life, if you had a little this, you had a little that, that stuff will not affect you. Like dog, I'll be honest with you, man. I, I don't, I'm not, I won't say I don't, you know, fear anymore. I'm not scared of anything or this, or that. But people, people think I come across as uh you know, brash, arrogant and stuff. I just don't think the same way that you do. Like, I, I'm not, I'm not nobody's victim. I'm not, uh, I, I, I can't relate to that stuff anymore in my life. Yeah. I just can't. Yeah. And it's because my thought pattern has changed and, and I have, I know my, my true identity. That's, that's, that's what it is, man. I encourage people to find that, whatever that is for you, whatever that is for you. That's a really good, uh, actually, I think that's probably a really good place to wrap up on a positive note like that because yeah, yeah, no doubt. I think, I think that's a great place to, to close it. So, um, where is your stuff? I mean, you've been posting a ton about this kind of stuff on your Instagram. Um, do you have, yeah. you, if you want to give out that link or any other things that you would recommend to people, like wh- where are those places and where are you? Yeah, man, the, the majority of the stuff that I post regarding this is on Instagram. Uh, yeah. I'm a visual person. So, um, 
I got to be, I got to make people say, you write all these, you make it all these thumbtacks. It's really for me. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so, right. so, so I get these little, these little pushpins so I can follow it. So that's the majority of my stuff. Twitter, uh, I'm, Twitter is, is heavy. You can get on Twitter one day and you, you'll be kind of, you need a frequency by, by the end of the day to recover. <laughs> right. So um, Twitter is mainly just kind of from a, from a professional, from a work standpoint. But uh, the majority of my stuff is on Instagram. Um, I am um, affiliating with uh, Ascent Nutrition pretty soon. And we touched on DHA a little bit, but I just encourage everybody to start to to just dive into that, man, and learn yeah. what it does for your body and as far as creating the environment so that these frequencies can be enhanced. And I don't know, I can probably send you an, an affiliate link where people can go and, and check this product out. Mm-hmm. Uh, algae oil, it eliminates the fish. We actually get omega-3 from the algae, not the fish, because um, they eat the eat the algae. Right. And so me and Lance Shuttler, we're, we're working on a ton of stuff. And so, uh, awesome. so yeah, man, those, those, those two things, really. That's awesome. And then one one last thing, it, as it relates yeah. to all of these, um, the actual frequencies, you mentioned YouTube. So when somebody goes there, do they just type in like whichever one they're looking for? Like they're going to type in 741 hertz and then hit mm-hmm. enter. Like, is that the way that you would generally go about it? So, I mean, I would, if I don't know them um, or, or, you know, uh, how do I put it? I guess in this in this instance, yes. I'll, okay. I'll give you a yes, sure. but the people that I work with directly in specific videos um, that I send to them, I screenshot it and I send it to them and I tell them only listen to this one, only gotcha. because if you will, it's been cleared by me. Sure. You know, there's there's just certain sounds and that's where the intuition comes in and, and there's some stuff that I just can't really describe. Um, I, would, I would call it a gift, I guess, you know, um, but it's just some intuition in some things that I know work and yeah. feels right sure. and it, it's, it's worked out great, man. Awesome. Well, thank you, man. We're going to definitely have to do another one of these at some point, too, because we can go down some fun uh, rabbit holes that we probably didn't even get to today that I will oh, yeah. remember and text you later and be like, dude, we didn't yes. talk about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah. No doubt. No uh, doubt. Well, thank no you, doubt. We're just tapping the surface. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I appreciate you, brother. All right, now. Good talking. Mm-hmm.